Hello, I'm Dr. James Galloway. I'm delighted that um, our paper on the placebo response in rheumatoid arthritis trials has been selected this month by the editor, Dr. Earl Silverman. And I'm going to say a few words on behalf of Dr. Katie Beckman, who was actually the first author on the study, but unfortunately um, isn't available to, to do this recording. I, I will structure this by saying a few words about what we found. I will briefly say why we did the, the, the study and, and what, our, um, what our reasoning behind uh, undertaking the project was in the first place. And also briefly mention our methodology so you can try and understand the, um, uh, the, the risk of bias in, in the findings and how, um, how much you can trust our results. So the, the headline of what we have described is that if, um, if you consider the ACR20 response for clinical trials of patients with rheumatoid arthritis, which is a common outcome measure that has been used in, in many of the, the majority of clinical trials over the last 20 years, then the proportion of people who achieve an ACR20 in the placebo arms has been steadily rising. If you look at trials from 20 years ago, for example, you see that um, typically around 20% of people, often fewer, would achieve an ACR20 in the placebo arm. In, uh, in the last five years, we've not seen any clinical trials where the ACR20 response has been below 30%. In fact, many of them it's been above 40% and, and some as close as 50% um, in the placebo arm achieving that treatment response. This obviously has important implications when you're interpreting, when we are interpreting clinical trials of new, um, of new drugs in the field. So the, the reason we, we wanted to undertake this study was partly our own personal observation that across um, the Congresses in Europe and the US over the, the last, um, last 10 years, we've seen these rising reported rates of placebo response. And in fact, with some of the JAK inhibitors, um, when we, we saw that there's obviously the, the JAK inhibitors are a class that we've, we've seen data coming out, particularly in the last couple of years from clinical trials, um, we saw placebo arm responses from subpopulations um, from certain geographic distributions hitting the 50% mark. Um, we wanted to investigate this. And I, I should say as another bit of background, there is an awareness in clinical trial settings in other disease areas, for example, in hypertension, that um, in other disease areas, placebo responses have also been climbing. So why might this be? Well, there's a, a few things that um, crossed our mind. The first is in rheumatoid arthritis, we have a situation where people with rheumatoid arthritis have fluctuating disease activity. They have episodic flares sometimes. As many of our clinical trials require people to have severe disease at the point of study entry, it may be possible that we are increasingly capturing people during states of transient flare when they enter the, the trial. Those people who are transiently flaring will get better whatever we do, the effect of what we might term regression to the mean. And it could be that some of the increasing placebo responses because we are recruiting a large number, a large proportion of patients who are in a flare rather, rather than patients who have sustained severely active rheumatoid. Second is the possibility that we're, we're seeing an effect of geography. In high resource, high healthcare resource countries, there are now many treatments available to manage rheumatoid arthritis. And, and a, a challenge of this is that it's hard to recruit patients to studies when many treatments are already on the table for them. As a result, unsurprisingly, we have seen growing numbers of clinical trials taking place in 
countries that have less healthcare resource available. And, and the clinical trials then provide a means of access to, to treatment. Um, and this is not something I, I'm saying is a negative phenomenon. I, I am an advocate for clinical trials and, and an advocate for getting wider access to, to treatment for patients. But consider this, in a resource poor setting, when you take part in a clinical trial, you not only get enrolled in a study and given regular follow-up, perhaps more frequent follow-up than you would otherwise receive, but you also have other medications supplied and paid for during the study. For example, methotrexate, your background immunosuppression therapies. And if those hadn't been regularly administered prior to the study entry, actually what we may be doing when we enroll people into clinical trials is looking at interventions which include not only the new drug, but also introduction of, of standard of care, which may not have been, been fully available prior to entry into the trial. Thirdly, of course, I, I think we have to acknowledge there may be changes in expectation in healthcare. We have seen um, we have seen an enormous evolution in healthcare across all fields of medicine, and there may be an expectation bias of patients as to what they expect from treatments, how well they anticipate a drug may work. These we talk about in the discussion, and um, and I, if anyone wants to to write a comment as to other things, so I, I suspect we we haven't. Um, got a single reason why we're seeing a rising placebo response, but rather it is a, a complex and, and combined effect of many, uh, many um, facets of clinical trial design and conduct. Irrespective of the cause of it, it's definitely happening, I believe. We, we, in terms of our methods, and I'll just say very briefly what we did to reach these conclusions. It was a systematic review which we conducted um, looking for clinical trials of um, new interventions, new drug interventions for rheumatoid arthritis. Our primary source when we, we undertook the search was the Cochrane, the Cochrane Register of Clinical Trials. Um, we expanded that looking for other trials um, through links or through congresses that we were aware of. Um, and our analysis approach, we used a, a meta-regression and we, we did that so we could account for differences in patient characteristics in the different trials, such as differences in age or disease severity at trial enrollment. So we could account for those when we looked at the, um, the impact of, uh, looked at the ACR20 response. We also present ACR50 and ACR70 responses. And for those people who are, who are reviewing the paper, or looking at the paper, um, I think figure one is a, a really important figure in which we present graphically the placebo response across the papers um, and across the trials that we, we report on. Hope you enjoyed the paper and, um, and I'm very grateful for the Journal of Rheumatology for selecting it for the editor's choice. Thank you.